You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome to the latest episode of the Guy Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so thankful that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say welcome, and we hope that you enjoy this episode today, this conversation that we are about to have. We want you to hit the subscribe button if this is your first time so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you for taking this journey with with us we are officially in the month of december yes. and uh there is the countdown for christmas that is happening yeah. it is officially the christmas season um we are excited we are happy but there's also a lot right happening and a lot that you know happens around this time of the year and um we are just winding down till the end of 2022 yeah basically like this is the type this is the time of year where everybody's like oh wow it happened so quickly the year went by so fast i can't believe it's already the next year like all those uh conversations start to happen um and there is validity to that like sometimes in the middle of it you don't really get how fast time is moving um and i think that you find yourself in pockets uh throughout the years like oh this season in my life for example is feels like it's taking forever and then there's other moments that just literally fly by um and i think that also specifically when you are involved in certain things uh like church for example you know it's like the end of the year gets really crazy because like a bunch of camps and then it's like the holiday parties and it's the christmas yeah um and then it's this and that and then boom it's New Year's and then we're back uh, into January. Uh, but through all of that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think that we are appreciative of those that take the time to listen to us or watch us yeah. if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, and today we're going to be speaking about something that actually came about off of a comment that I made in our last episode. Um, in the last episode, uh, you were speaking about your experience with watching uh, The Chosen, um, the first two episodes. And through that conversation, a thing uh, that I mentioned brought to my mind this scenario of things that I wish I knew at the beginning of my Christian faith. Um, you know, I think that there's things that we can look back at and reflect and think about, man, if I knew that in the beginning, or if that was explained better to me in the beginning, um, or if, you know, whatever the situation is, you kind of could have prepared yourself. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, we don't have the ability to travel back in time. Uh, but these are tidbits that maybe you wish you had back then that we can talk about. And maybe someone who is in the beginning of their journey um, in their faith can kind of like grab onto that. Um, And I think one of the things for me, which sounds controversial, maybe to some people, is the fact that I didn't know how the church community can actually be very lonely. And what I mean by that is, is that there there are different reasons for that. And I think that if we're looking at it from like a social um, economic, not social economic, but like in a social standard, anytime you're in a facility where there are groups of people work school, um, wherever, you know, there, there are pockets of people that kind of form, make friends with each other. Um, and sometimes you don't find your group that you can maybe relate to. Um, and then there's other people that find themselves maybe feeling lonely because of certain things that God is working in them with. 
you know, maybe God is working with them on being um, a little bit more conservative in certain areas in their life that other people were maybe a little bit more free or maybe like willy nilly with. Um, and they they find that clash where they wish they could do this or they wish they could partake in that. But God is working with them in an area which is kind of like, no, you need to separate from that from a little bit. Um, and it could also be as well because of people going through stuff. You know, you have people that are going through really tough situations in their life or came to the work of the Lord with already so much baggage. Um, and that process of restoration is a process that's between them and God. And yeah. sometimes that process in itself is very lonely. And I think that we speak about church as an idea of it being a community and everyone's here for you. And, you know, it's going to be such a like warm and fuzziness of it. Um, and I think that sometimes it's actually not. And I mm -hmm. think that, you know, if I had that realization growing up that it is okay to have moments of loneliness in my walk in my faith then i think it would have benefited me because then i could have got over those feelings a lot quicker yeah rather than it being a complete shock that oh we're supposed to be a community i should be feeling loved that i'm not you know it's kind of like it would help me get over it better yeah and i take that in a different way because for me when i think of um wishing that i knew that this walk would have lonely moments. Mm -hmm. I think of more of the fact that there will be times where you feel like you are just the odd one, that you are yes. the outcast. Yes. There will be times where you feel like you never fit in mm -hmm. with people around you. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, I remember always kind of feeling that way growing yes. up. Right. And, and not, and that would affect me where mm. it would make me feel like, you know, I was this crazy person or like something was wrong because there were just certain pockets of people or certain groups of people that I just felt like I couldn't fit in with, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of it had to do because maybe I didn't talk the way they talked. Mm -hmm. Maybe I didn't do the things that they did. Maybe yes. I didn't, you know, uh, joke in the way that they joked around or what was fun to them wasn't necessarily fun to me because it wasn't what I thought was the right thing to do or the right thing to partake in. And I think a lot of times, you know, we can forget mm -hmm. that there is a clear distinction and difference between us as believers and everybody else in this world. Yeah. And there will be moments where it seems like it's cool to do this thing that everyone else is doing but as a believer you know that's not right yeah. you know that as a believer as a christian as someone who confesses and professes to love god that's something that you don't do mm -hmm. or partake in so i think for me it's recognizing there will be moments where you will feel lonely mm -hmm. right where you will feel like you are the only one that believes this you are the only one that goes to church you are the only one that is sacrificing and and you know doing so many different things that it just seems like everyone else around you isn't doing yeah and it's also important at the same time to recognize that even though yes you may be the odd one and you don't fit in because you are a believer and you are a christian there is a certain confidence that must be developed in those moments right you have to develop this confidence in knowing who you are right who you stand for what you stand for and that confidence i think has to grow through every circumstance that you go through through every group or crowd that you feel like you don't fit in with right that should end up growing your confidence and mm -hmm. recognizing you know what i know who i am i know what i'm doing this for I know why I'm sacrificing. I know why I'm not partaking in that. And at the same time, recognizing that in essence, you aren't the only one doing that, mm -hmm. right? You probably haven't come across another believer individual who is, you know, doing the same thing like that or in those certain circumstances for whatever reason, maybe you guys don't talk about it, but I'm sure, right. Um, going back, there were other Christians, my age, 
experiencing the same thing. There were other Christians your age experiencing probably the same thing, feeling like, you know, I'm supposed to be loved by a certain community or feel this appreciation or feel kind of this warmth. And I don't always get that. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's easy to forget. Yeah. You're not the only one that feels lonely. You're mm-hmm. not the only one who feels that way. There are a lot of other individuals who actually feel the same way. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the, the idea of, dedication as well it, you know i remember growing up i was i came to the to the walks of the lord <laughs> that sounds like the actual, walk the walk the walk not walks yeah, um, not of the lord <laughs> oprah oprah <laughs> i know that's exactly what i was thinking there are many ways uh, to jesus yes, yes yes um so the the idea that at a very early age i had a curiosity and a hunger for god where the majority of the seven-year-olds around me weren't as curious in a way. Um, And I also have to, then you have to add on the layer that I had a stepdad who were super mega strict. So the idea of like, you know, like certain kids, I mean, I feel like we've spoken about this on the podcast where, you know, like certain kids will come to like church with their homework or they'll come with like coloring books and stuff like that. And then during the service, they will just be like doodling and doing stuff. That was not the case for me. I had to sit in the first bench in the front and engage or whatever. So that had its pros and its cons as well. But I think that it started to develop a shift, um, a rift for me where the older folks appreciated me as this star pupil of a kid who was always so dedicated and always so front but the kids looked at me like i was a weirdo yeah so then it developed this weirdness where the adults were like oh you're doing so great look at him the example but the people my age was like i could never play with them yeah (laughs) you know it was like i was never going over to nobody's house after the service and stuff like that or whatever so you know that did create this weirdness in you where even at that early age you know it was kind of like this is like lonely um you know and at the end of the day it's like you said it does serve a purpose where it does build confidence because now you know at this age at 34 years of you know being 34 years old um i have developed the ability to do it on my own and not have to be one of those people that need a community Mm -hmm. like i appreciate a community i love a community i love the idea of community but you know in the case that i find myself in the season of my life where it is a little lonely i'm okay i can tough it out because i built that confidence and that tough skin absolutely yeah i think another thing that comes to mind in reference to what i wish i knew right of my christian walk uh back then is the idea that uh my belief system will be attacked Mm. and when i say that i mean you know what i know to be true about god what i know to be true about what he says what i know to be true about his word all of those things will be attacked and it won't be attacked in the way of someone telling you oh that's not true yeah right that's not facts or oh god isn't real because i believe that at least for me that wouldn't work Mm -hmm. but i noticed and just have come to learn that through different attacks in different areas of my life ultimately it wasn't an attack on my friendships it wasn't an attack on you know my peace it wasn't an attack on my health it really was you know through different life circumstances attacks on my belief system Mm. because of what i'm going through right now and this attack and what i've experienced how does this change what i believe is true about god and i think oftentimes you know we are attacked in so many different ways in so many different you know areas of our life and the attack is not against our family against our friendship against our emotions against our health our finances the attack is against our belief system Mm -hmm. what we believe is true about god 
God. Mm -hmm. So because God did not come through for me in the way that he that I thought. Right. I now believe that God doesn't always provide, mm -hmm. you know, because I am sick and I've prayed and I've prayed and asked God to heal me and I'm not healed yet. I don't really believe that God is a healer that is being attacked. Yeah. Right. Because I believe that, you know, God is a God that can do the impossible. But then when I have these circumstances that are just so hard mm -hmm. and so difficult and I feel like there's no way out and I feel like I'm all by myself, my belief system of knowing that God can help me is attacked. So yeah. ultimately, I think growing up, right, I would be so focused on the attack, so focused on what was being attacked in my life that that would kind of take over. And I had to realize this attack is way bigger mm. than just on my health. It's an attack on me believing, is God truly a healer? Yeah. Right. So I think in our lives, we have to just remind ourselves and keep in mind that the attacks we experience of the enemy day in and day out is not simply an attack on your joy and your peace on your love for others but it's an attack on what you believe is true about god what you believe is true about his character what you believe is true about what he says in his word mm -hmm. and the minute you begin to doubt your belief system the minute you begin to doubt what it is you know about god that takes you down a path that sometimes you know will lead you to different moments of just turmoil and confusion and trial and just disbelief that just isn't good yes right so just recognizing that the attacks we face in our life aren't necessarily just attacks on the things being attacked but it is an attack on our belief system mm -hmm. and what we know to be true about God. Yeah, and it's interesting because that, you know, is very, that, that, that hits a subject, which is what I spoke about at the last episode that sparked all this uh, in my mind, um, which was that, you know, I think that we as a church community, we have such an incredible faith in God and his abilities, his you know, that he is omnipotent, that he can do all things and that nothing for him is impossible. And, you know, growing up, listening to the idea that we serve a God that will heal you. Yeah. We serve a God who will restore you. We serve a God who will do X, who will do Y, who will do Z. Um, I, I wish that at a younger age, I understood not only the idea of hyperbole, but also the fact that it's not always will and it's sometimes if it's in his will, um, which I think is a big difference. You know, when you grow up in church or when you come into your faith and you're hearing all the time, God will do this and it doesn't happen, that's when you start to question your faith and you start mm -hmm. to question your belief and you start to have these conversations where you start to waver because of the fact that your whole life, or at least for me, uh, my whole life, I grew up knowing God will do X. And I think that there's a difference between God will and God can. You know, he definitely has the ability to. He definitely can do it at the blink of an eye, at the snap of a finger. Will he do it depends on his will and his plans for your life. Yeah. But at an early age, when all my time, like all my life, I, I was always taught he will, he will, he will. There's nothing mm -hmm. that's impossible for him. There's nothing that he can't do. So it was kind of like learning how to balance that idea um, from a very early age to once again. And I feel like, you know, a lot of the things that I wish I knew um, a lot younger was to help me not fall into that um, disappointment 
yeah. I guess, in my walk. You know, feeling disappointed that why is it that God is doing it? Is it because there's something wrong with me? Is it because I, you know, I'm the problem? Why is it that, you know, so it's the idea of no, it's not. And it's kind of like how you spoke about at the last episode too, which is that God can do those things. And, and most of the time, if not always, he is operating on that level, but it's in a way that is not what you think it should be yeah. or how you want it to be, but he is operating. Yeah. So I think, you know, those are the messages that I wish I knew at an earlier age because it would have definitely, I would have benefited from that. And it's a concept that it takes a lot of maturity to understand. You know, it's a concept that takes a lot of, you know, um, faith. To be able to understand that, you know, he can, but whether or not he chooses to is different. different. You know, um, I think it was something that would have been very important. Absolutely. And it's funny because you touched on a lot of different words that kind of leads into my next one. You know, when we talk about expectation, when we talk about what God can do in our life or what we want him to do, I have, you know, come to learn that our hope is not God's hope. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, you know, we have that verse in Romans five that says that hope does not disappoint. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think oftentimes if you were to look back at your life, you will see moments of disappointment in your life. Moments where you hoped for something, hope that something would happen, hope that someone would get healed, hope that someone would get delivered, hope that you would receive peace. But then you look at your circumstance and you realize you didn't get it or it didn't happen or what you hoped for did not come to pass. So then it's like I was left disappointed. Mm -hmm. I was left upset. I was left discouraged. And having the realization that your hope is not God's hope. I can hope for something and pray about it and believe and trust God for it. But if that is not in God's will or in God's plan or purpose for my life, that that thing which I'm hoping for won't happen. Mm. Right. But I have to kind of instead of having this hope that it's what I want, what I believe is best, what I expect, what I want to happen. You need to replace that hope with his hope. Mm-hmm. Right. And understanding that, you know what, I may want this for my life. I may expect this to happen, but I have to be OK with God's plan. I have to be OK with the fact that this may not be in his plan and God may do something different. But when you release your hope and your expectation and you kind of put your hope in a hope that is greater and a hope that is different, you realize, again, that God's plan is best. You realize that, you know what, this is what I wanted to happen. This is what I prayed for and what I clinged on to for so long. But God's plan is always better. And the hope and the goal is that at the end of it all, at the end of it, you realize and come to the understanding that, you know what? This is way better than what I had in mind. Mm -hmm. This is way better than what I thought was going to happen. This is way better than if I would have done this on my own. So I wish many years ago, right, just growing up in this Christian faith, that I would recognize that your hope is not God's hope. And my hope can never compete with God's hope. Yeah. You know, and I think that, uh, you know, you're speaking about like God's plan and planning. And, you know, one of the things, the last thing I had on my list Um, was the idea of it would have been great to have been taught or have learned how to balance being a dedicated Christian while being dedicated to yourself. The idea of understanding that, no, you cannot neglect God and you cannot neglect your ministry and you cannot neglect your church community, but you also cannot neglect yourself. 
yeah. the things you want to do in life. Um, you know, and I think that there is a happy medium and there is a balancing act <clears throat> that needs to take place. And, you know, I was the type of person growing up who was super mega dedicated to my church. And, you know, and I was dedicated very much to ministry. And, you know, that's my passion. I love to do that type of stuff or whatever. But I also put a lot of personal things and desires and career choices that I wanted to do to the side because, you know, I gave it 110 percent to the church stuff. Um, and I think that I maybe did a disservice to myself by not being a little bit more um not uh, balancing that scale a little bit better um, because, you know, I always feared what I saw, you know, which was you see the people that were, you know, worried about their career and what they wanted to do in life. And they will go full throttle on that and then forget about the Jesus stuff and then maybe come back years later, like after graduation, after establishing a career, then they maybe do a pop up. Um, and that was my fear. I fear like I didn't want to do that. Like I didn't want to give so much to my career and my personal wants and plans for myself um, that I kind of put that on the back burner to do <clears throat> to do God's work. Um, and I feel that we as a church community um can speak more on that and the idea that there is a way to effectively do both to serve 100 percent in church but to also serve 100 percent for yourself yeah and i think it's important to just understanding the idea of you need to take care of yourself mm -hmm. if you don't take care of yourself you can't do god's work right yeah. the idea that taking care of yourself and self-care making sure you are good is actually a part of the work that god wants you to do and i think a lot of times we focus a lot on the external we focus on you know the ministry that god gives us the purpose that god has for our life and we're busy doing this we're doing that we're going here we're going there and at the end we are neglecting ourselves. Mm -hmm. and what good is it that you are going around spreading the gospel you are going around doing your ministry you're going around preaching and saving thousands but you are crumbling on the inside mm -hmm. right you yourself are not doing well so i think that idea of recognizing that you need to take care of yourself you need to take breaks you need to recognize that there are other parts of who you are as well right and all of that imbalance i think will ultimately kind of you know give you that effectiveness and success that you're looking for yeah you know and i think if you are that individual right now listening that you know you're in your christian walk or you know regardless of how many years you've been you know in church and you've been been a christian right i think there's always room for improvement and you may be going through a lot right now there may be different things that you're experiencing and um, like I said earlier, that verse in Romans 5, it, it lets us know that we can glory in tribulations because tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character and character produces hope. And I think that when we realize, yes, we go through tribulations, the tribulations help us persevere. But it's not just about persevering, right? Because if we stop there, then that's kind of the mentality of I have to make it. You make it to that thing, and then it's like I have to make it to the next, and then I have to make it to the next. But ultimately, your character begins to form and shape, and hopefully you begin to develop this idea of who you know who God is, you know who God called you to be, and that gives you hope right a hope that is different so i encourage you to just you know take a minute to reflect especially during this holiday season yes. right in these next few weeks where it's very busy and there's a lot happening you know take a minute and reflect and just you know reflect on maybe the things that you wish you would have known and how now you know will you change mm. right that idea or that perspective for yourself and maybe for someone else yeah right when you see someone else that same age or you see someone else kind of doing the same thing or going the same route you did how now can you 
influence change in mm-hmm. their life. Yeah, and it's not only about age. You also, you, you got to think of like spiritual age. You know, there's yeah, some yeah. people that are adults that are just starting, you know, their faith and their walk with Christ. Um, and those are important things to like keep an eye out and, you know, check in with them on, you know, to better help them, you know, on their journey. So. Absolutely. So we hope that you enjoyed mm-hmm. this episode this week. We know it's a busy time. We know it's a busy season. So just, again, make sure to put the things that are important, put them first, prioritize them, and um, you can definitely, uh, you know, flourish and grow in this walk for sure. And uh, we thank you for tuning in to today's episode. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at God Life Culture Podcast. You can search for us on YouTube, subscribe to us on all platforms um, and continue to come here week after week, especially as we close out this year for all of you know our brand new episodes. Yeah. So once again, thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. That's God, God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.